All right, Lord, please be with Des and I as we have this conversation. I pray that you help us convey our um, topics clearly and that people who hear this will be able to receive it with love and that Des and I are able to speak what we're trying to convey with love as well. Thank you for being in this talk and thank you for loving us, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that mm. beautiful prayer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so for those of you who follow us on Instagram, uh, our second episode of today is going to be about sex and toxic masculinity. And uh, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think someone really took that uh, nasty comment. and left one underneath our post um why don't i go ahead and read it off for you guys um if you well i think most of us most of our listeners do follow us on instagram so they'll be able to see it anyway yeah uh anyways so this one dude um commented what is toxic masculinity and Honestly, I didn't feel like responding to it, like in a comment, because mm. first of all, I knew it was baiting, and yeah. second of all, I wasn't going to get into like a debate in the comment <laughs> section. I don't like those. They're too, Mm-mm. they're too, like, not that they're too lengthy, but like, I didn't think like a comment section can really convey what we're really going to talk about. Plus, yeah. I didn't want to like set the tone for the episode before we actually started talking yeah. about it and doing our own type of research on it mm. so well, if he me- wanted to know he would have just messaged you and asked so. yeah i mean it's it's like you're asking me a question on the internet you can google that. <laughs> <laughs> no no shade though but i mean <laughs> i kind of knew where it was coming from yeah and so this one per- I, I think he follows us i saw a notification that he follows us but uh mm, this dude responded to his question um it's another way I'm pretty sure he meant to further. It's another way to further persecute the males in this already fatherless society. Call out bad behavior and ingrained patterns of thinking for what they are. They are, but toxic masculinity, quote unquote, is just to tell our already forgotten younger boys and damaged men that there's something inherently wrong with them, wrong with what they are. There's nothing wrong with being a bloke. Masculinity has saved lives. We should be teaching our men how to harness manhood and how to redirect their drive and energy, not sit there and tell him he's wrong. Uh, and the guy who asked the question up, like, in this car, I'm like, uh, hold, hold, hold up, who's, who's blaming people? I'm about them tag teaming <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like, uh, first of all, um, I don't know what type of impression people get from us as hosts or, like, what the goal of this podcast is anyway, but we're we are not these palangi liberal type uh hardcore feminists yeah super leftist <laughs> yeah yeah you know. i don't think we come along come across as that like even me and tiara spoke uh in private not on the podcast about how even sometimes we can't even stand that group of people <laughs> um so i feel like this person who left their very lengthy comment on our post is probably getting that idea from us mm. and uh, he probably i don't know do they use bloke in new zealand australia i feel like 
That's yeah. a UK thing. Oh, they do? I believe so, because they definitely don't use it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's for real. Um, this comment really confuses the hell out of me, because then it's like, he says that it's to call out bad behavior and ingrained patterns of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's talking about uh, telling our already forgotten younger boys and damaged men that there is something inherently wrong with the way they are. I don't mm-hmm. know. If you were broken and damaged, I think there's something wrong with you. Right. And you That's... wouldn't need some... <laughs> you, you know what? Let's look up what toxic masculinity is with the dictionary definition so that we can uh, open that floor up for uh, since homeboy wants to throw his own little definition <laughs> of what he right. it is. So the Webster's definition of toxic masculinity is a cultural concept of manliness that glorifies stoicism, strength, virility, and dominance. And that is socially, what is this, maladaptive? I don't even know what that word means. (laughs) (laughs) Or harmful to mental health. And they have an example here that says men and women both suffer when toxic masculinity masculinity perpetuates exceptions or that are restrictive and traumatizing yeah and i can even go as far as looking up what those traits are but mm-hmm. go ahead I'll, while you i will look that up while you finish your thoughts sorry um i think at least the point of my part in this discussion isn't so much to tear down men mm. for the good things that they bring to society but to acknowledge, just like the last episode we did, to acknowledge um, the negative aspects that I think we're now coming to understand and address, especially mm-hmm. for men. Because I feel like in order for this issue to really have a solution, I feel like it really needs to be discussed or handled among men. Because this is a talk you know, women are inherently masculine, they're feminine. Mm -hmm. And so men are the ones who are really suffering from this toxic masculinity, even women too, who are suffering from this toxic masculinity issue. Um, to, uh, To say that there's nothing wrong with being a bloke, of course there's nothing wrong with being a man. If you are born a man, that's totally fine. No one's saying that you should change that but at the same time there are a list of issues (laughs) that we're going to address in this episode uh if what was it on our instagram post we have some talking points that uh we shared Mm -hmm. and so this is a study uh where is it from is researchers from the Men's Project surveyed a thousand young men between the ages of 18 and 30 on their attitudes towards self-sufficiency, toughness, physical attractiveness, rigid gender roles, heterosexuality, and homophobia, hypersexuality and aggression, and control over women. Um, and so basically, it's a graph that you guys can see on our Instagram posts. And it said 69% of those surveyed think society expects men to act strong. Mm-hmm. 60% expects them to fight back when pushed. 56% expects them to never say no to sex. 35% expect men to use violence to get respect. Um, 
and I think it's this is just a small sample size of only a thousand men, but I think it speaks to a larger issue where you can find in all societies and all cultures where men are expected to act a certain way. Um, and regardless of what your background is, I think at least from where I stand, you shouldn't be expected to fit into these roles or expectations that are projected onto you. Because I, for sure, as hell, never lived up to any of them. <laughs> Especially with um, uh, where society expects men to act strong. I mm-hmm. think that everyone should be expected to act strong when they can. I don't think it should be something exclusive to being a man or a woman. Yeah. Um, because people can be terrible in general and nobody is exempted from terrible things happening to them in life Mm -hmm. so even if you're not a man you know if you're a woman if something happens to you whatever it is um i think that a certain amount of resilience is expected of you but i don't think you're supposed to go go through these traumatizing experiences these troubling troubling experiences alone yeah without any support without feeling vulnerable because you have some type of image to protect and if you are, I think you might be hanging around the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, with that guy's statement, right? I mean, obviously, I'm not a man. <laughs> Even <laughs> though people think I do sound like one when they be calling me in the morning. <laughs> I reassure you, I'm not a man. But um, with that guy's comment, you know, I feel like when you bring up the word toxic masculinity, it gets everybody on defenses, right? Right. Because they're like, oh, you about to attack my, you know, no, it's not even about that. Um, I was actually watching this video, I think it was yesterday, day before yesterday, and they showed like the perfect example of someone that embodies toxic masculinity is Biff from Back to the Future, if anybody's watched that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's kind of like, it's not necessarily going at masculinity itself. It's not going at men and saying, men suck you need to do better it's tearing down specific traits that are good so like you said the study was talking about you know having to be uh aggressive or overprotective or violent all the time um always feeling like you need to talk about sex they're always feeling like you need to be involved in sex you know type of things and you know I, I don't know for myself personally how it feels as far as being a man. I do know how I, I experience the traits from, you know, uh, as a woman experience being on the receiving end of a man trying to push me to have sex. I know how that feels. But as a woman, I don't know how that feels. I can only go off of what people have told me. And, you know, certain family members have told me, especially when it comes into that area of, you know, the Samoan community, of uh, the toxic masculinity, it's like, you know, certain Samoan men, especially here in, the, in America, they always want to be like, oh, you know, I'll whoop that fool's ass. You know, I'll whoop mm-hmm. that guy's ass all the time. Like, ooh, who's he talking to? Who's he looking at? We're, we're Samoan. We're big. We're, you know, we run shit. And right. it's kind of like, if you don't perpetuate that type of attitude all the time, then you're soft or you're weak or you're how they like to say, quote unquote, gay. And I think that's not fair because I have several family members who aren't who aren't trying to fight everybody all the time you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and who aren't always trying to look at women that way you know they're they're more softer they're not softer but they're kinder you know they're 
they're they embrace the fact that that's not their interest they're more studious you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i feel like when people like that saying goes a hit dog hollers and when that guy felt the need to say what he said in the comments about um our toxic masculinity post i think he was more so um feeling attacked because he probably uh i feel like he probably <laughs> is uh one of those people who has one or more of those traits and doesn't doesn't like being called out about it because usually that's another part of being toxic masculinity is you don't you got to be right all the time as a man you know what i mean i'm right. a man hear me roar <laughs> i'm right <laughs> so yeah i especially when it pertains to the samoan community i feel like there's even an extra layer of masculinity you know mm-hmm. like you gotta be uh oh like okay something as small as eating you know right. <laughs> if you don't overeat all the time then oh man who are you <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and uh yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> no it's true because um this is such a loaded topic to begin with mm-hmm. um especially with how people are for or against this culture of political correctness mm-hmm. and um i see both sides of the argument honestly and there are benefits and positives uh, where masculinity has contributed to society mm-hmm. um like how men are mostly inclined to do physical labor work yeah. like that's that's something more masculine and that's not because of this gender role well it is somewhat part of this gender role thing but it's also because men are just naturally physically more inclined to handle um labor like Mm -hmm. they have more muscle mass etc um more men (laughs) more men are in the military when it comes to like combat and stuff that's another benefit of masculinity. Uh, but to go as far as to say that there's absolutely nothing wrong with masculinity is, is I don't think that's entri- entirely honest because at the same time, we can look at women and how they've been scrutinized for their behavior. Oh, women shouldn't be so catty towards each other. No, 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 no. Women shouldn't be this or women shouldn't be that. Yet yeah, nobody, there isn't really a label that has been brought into popular media or mainstream media labeled toxic femininity. Mm. Like it's, it's just toxic masculinity. And so we can look at both sides of the argument and say, Oh, this is against this. And this is against that. But we're trying, <laughs> me and Sarah are trying our best not to be biased, but also we're st- still trying to stay true to that. There is something here that we need to speak about, especially when it comes to the Samoan culture and mm-hmm. the Black community in general. Yeah. Um, what was it? Was there something that you were gonna pull up? Well, yeah. Um, so I, I, so I got the top ten toxic masculinity behaviors. Mm-hmm. I had to read in a serious voice. So here's some. <laughs> here's what I found. Um, being stoic, which is men that are constantly giving the message that they must be self-reliant, independent, and physically tough. Uh, mm-hmm. Being promiscuous, typically men will be praised by other men for sexual conquest. 
championing uh, heterosexuality as an unalterable norm. Many men are programmed to react negative negatively to the concept of homosexuality as it's a sign from deviating from the traditional male stereotype. Being violent, we, I don't need to describe what that means. <laughs> Being mm-hmm. dominant, um, sexual aggression towards women, not displaying emotion, not being a feminist ally and risk-taking, which is being connected to male dominance and stuff like that, and not engaging in household chores or caregiving. Like, I don't clean, that's your job. There's (laughs) honestly a lot to unpack there. Um, And when you were listening to those things, uh, just recently, um, that school teacher who (laughs) basically raped her 13-year-old student Mm. have you heard about that no but it sounds like a story i've heard before (laughs) (laughs) there was this story back in like the uh the 90s where uh this school teacher fell in love with oh are you talking about mary kay letourneau yeah her okay yeah i i really didn't know how to pronounce her last name (laughs) but if you look at the conversations and this is another story i want to add is anecdotal evidence of uh kids my age in high school who've also gotten into an entanglement with their school teacher and then you just hear the conversations that are being have you know held around it like oh he's so young he got some pussy like I wouldn't say no to if I was 13 and my hot teacher was throwing it at me like that I would never say no Mm -hmm. but you know if this was a 13 year old girl why right. why are we holding the standards differently? Because mm. honestly, from my point of view, um, I don't think students should be sleeping with their teachers, whether they're males or females. Mm. And I think the the environment around masculinity has really allowed us as a society to be okay with those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're okay with. Um, teenage boys being sexually active Um, and then when you look at teenage girls held to they're held to a different standard yeah Um, even here in Samoa where there have been he said she said cases of teachers sleeping around with their students Um, it's sort of expected for men to be promiscuous for Mm -hmm. them to uh not be modest to not conduct themselves in a certain way mm-hmm. and there i think there's this bs point of view where um we think that oh and this <laughs> every case is different but there's this view where we think that someone boys are always good at protecting their quote unquote protecting their sisters and whatnot right um so they don't get with other boys or other boys don't chase after them while they're doing the same thing to other other people's sisters too yeah um, and it goes without saying that it's BS. <laughs> it, it, it's weird. It's like what we're trying to perpetuate one standard for girls, and then men can go ahead and be hoes or whatever, and we can condone this kind of behavior at any type of age. Yeah. And, you know, when you say about the being promiscuous thing, you know, it 
I have family members who have shared with me, you know, they lost their virginity. Okay, so men out here are supposed to lose their virginity when they're like, I don't know, 14. I, I really don't know what the age is for guys. But they make it seem like they're trying to, you know, if you have your virginity when you're at an older age, um, then you're uh, a nerd or something else. And, you know, I have some more family members who have shared with me before that they lost theirs at an older age, like in their 20s and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they felt they felt conflicted within themselves because they felt like, you know, our other family members were going to tease them if they told them the truth, you know, so they felt like they needed to make things up um, to be able to just be a part of the conversation with other men. Right. in the Samoan community and I feel like I don't think that's just unique to the Samoan community I think that's just men in general from right. what I hear but it sounds like for us in the Samoan community we also because we're so like we've said in the last conversation we're so exclusive and we're our inclusivity I think that's what we're all yeah I think that's mm -hmm. the right word. but we we tend to if someone is outside of the norm we kind of just completely shut them out you know what I mean? You don't talk to them ever. They're weird. Go off in your little space, right? So right. they've shared with me, and it sounds like a lot of the times when you, when men that I've spoken to come into these spaces and they're not, they don't have those toxic masculine traits where you know they are, they aren't promiscuous. They do like to talk about their emotions. They're you know they're not so dominant they don't feel like they need to run the conversation or puff their chest all the time it feels like it sounds to me like they need to wear a mask coming mm -hmm. into that space with other men and it's only until you know it's interesting because you from even my husband has shared you know sometimes he feels like he needs to be stronger than what he really is or he needs to pretend like he's stronger than what he really is. And it's funny because as soon as he's kind of, he he's open about it. Like, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. really like that. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that type of person. And that the people that they're with, most of, most of them will drop their mask and be like, yeah, me neither. I was just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but there's always yeah. that one guy in the group who's like, well, I don't know what y'all talking about. That's my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like for, I correct me if I'm wrong. Cause like I said, I'm not a man, but I mm -hmm. feel like for the conversation to change and for there to be like a shift in some type of healing or, you know, um, not making it so normal to act that way. It takes like conversation um, right. and being open and honest. And, you know, I know I recognize that there can be a, a huge level of fear because there's like, Oh, these guys are okay with it. It happened this time. Everybody was okay with it. And then there's be a time where you do are honest with it. And everybody looks at you like, Ugh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, right. I like, is there, is there a ways that when you feel like you get into conversations with men who are typically like stereotypical toxic masculinity, do you feel like sometimes you need to wear a mask as well? Or do you feel like you're more, you don't give a shit. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, in my case, I don't really feel the need to, to code switch like that, honestly, mm -hmm. because I think I find myself now in my 20s, I find myself in a place where my comfortability with myself is more important than mm -hmm. how other people perceive me or how mm -hmm. other people project their expectations onto me. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that men 
don't have these type of conversations with each other that they can't be vulnerable with each other it's just that it's i think it's difficult for men to sit down with each other mm-hmm. and really have a conversation like this in what actually defines masculinity mm-hmm. and like what are these toxic traits because they i i do have some straight masculine friends mm-hmm. but for me not being a straight man that i think it makes it difficult for us to have for me at least to have these kind of conversations with them mm. because i don't think we could relate as much right because right. there is a difference mm-hmm. but at the same time um the expectation even from women on men where they need them oh he needs to be manly you know mm. he needs to be manly yeah. he needs to be attractive mm-hmm. he needs to he needs to show some type of ruggedness so Ooh, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I will say that right now. I'm calling myself <laughs> to the floor. I'm very guilty of that. We got to bring to the red table. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty of that entanglement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but you're right, though. You're right. I didn't even think about that, like how I contribute to toxic masculinity. I was mm-hmm. ready to call all these women's cards to the street. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I didn't even think about that. I do perpetuate that. Like there has to be a certain level of, uh, I don't know, Mm. ruggedness like you said (laughs) right I know another thing about or I noticed another thing about toxic masculinity it's like being dominant with your friend group and but that's the thing you have to have friends to be dominant with and it's kind of like what my question is is like I'm learning more about you know the toxic masculinity and stuff like that and I'm learning like my question sometimes it feels like it's what are you guys doing <laughs> together uh-huh. if everybody's just flexing their chest all the time? Like, mm-hmm. do you guys do, what are you guys actually doing together? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, of having a, are you guys having a real relationship? Obviously not, probably not. But um, I find it interesting because, you know, all these things with tox- ma- uh, toxic masculinity in our culture, I feel like, I don't know if this is true with just our women in particular, but I feel like our women also take that on as well. And they put it on, like you said, the men and the women as well. And, you know, when you said that more soft-spoken men are looked at as, you know, unattractive or, you know, they'll perpetuate that whole thing. Like, what are you doing in here? You're you're not a girl. Get out here. Go, go do mm-hmm. the yard work, you know. Or um, why are you trying to, you know, some of the women will do that. And even the women will put that on their daughters by saying, you know, um, you talk too much. Don't you don't get to talk like that to a man. You don't get to teach a man. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you know, trying to admonish them and say that things that we have that would be read as you know confidence or something like that. Or wh- mm-hmm. why are you dressed like that? Or you know, be careful. You know, like you said, drop. Or I think you said in the last talk, you have to wear like a burlap sack because mm-hmm. you have to appease to the toxic masculinity instead of teaching our sons. You know take care of that but um I feel like we as women need to find uh, a way to support that the healing of the toxic masculinity um right traits and I just realizing now like my best way to do that it's well with my son right he's not the most um you know aggressive person he's very shy 
outspoken and you know he's he's uh he's into like random things sometimes he's into chess sometimes he's into wanting to do my makeup or playing video games or playing basketball you know it's not so much of a set in stone thing for him right and I noticed with him he doesn't have as much of the insecurities as you know as normal other boys would have his age Mm -hmm. and I feel like for us as women we have to embrace both sides because our sons are going to want to if we're having kids our sons are going to want to date people like us or some you know similar to your mom you end up doing that even though you don't want to (laughs) (laughs) but you end up doing that and I I feel like the best way we can do that is to support them as parents you know supporting your children and not making them feel bad about doing Mm -hmm. something like oh I like the color pink no that's for girls only no (laughs) no you know you, you can embrace that and let them I don't know I feel like when we do that we push them far more and more into that um category of whatever that is and they start becoming like frustrated and they start taking it out in angry ways like going overboard do you get what i'm saying i feel like i'm not making sense <laughs> no i did because um what i wanted to ask was excuse me was like what's what's the environment or what's the approach like for you and your husband when it comes to your son because i feel like a lot of it has has to come from home mm-hmm. and you know parents are kind of like the first point of contact contact mm-hmm. when it comes to like their kids interacting with people it's going to be their parents first so from however I guess their parents are or whatever their home environment is they'll take that with them to the school or to their friend's house when they're hanging out etc so like what you don't have to go into like personal stuff or whatever but like with the way your son is um, like how do you guys handle that um so my son, he's, when we, so before, I used to get like nervous when he was really little and he, mm. he would get, he would like Barbie or something like that. And I would get on him and be like, oh, no, that's for girls. Yeah. You like toys or these toys right here, these, these car toys, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, as I got older and I started to realize my, I think my mom was the one who mentioned to me, she's like, why are you overreacting? If he likes it, he likes it. Let it go. And it finally kind of clicked to me, you know, that why am I trying to push him so hard into this box? You know what I mean? I've been pushed into a box my whole life. And I think as parents, they, we tend to take that upon ourselves because we try to mold our kids into a certain way because we feel like we're going to get judged off of their behavior. So we put all Mm -hmm. this extra pressure on them. Right. Um, But for my husband and I, you know, it's a struggle because we're we're trying to take all those toxic thoughts off of ourselves, right? Of what is a man and what isn't a man and rebuild that for him. It's and instead of saying, Hey, a man is, you know, someone who's always uh ready to down to fight somebody, like we my husband teaches him how to defend himself, but he's also not out here telling him to pick on pick on people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he also tells him that, you know, you don't you don't always have to uh respond to people. If somebody's getting on your nerves walk away you know like we're trying to teach him how to be just a regular decent human being and what traits make a man is more so what makes a 
human, a good human, like being responsible, taking account, accountability for your actions. Like that's what my husband tells him. That's what a man is. It's not so much um, a man is a, you know, here, son, look at these gross pictures. That's what a man does. You know, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he does, you know, it's those valuable lessons that, you know, my, my husband didn't really get too much time with, you know, his father growing up because his father was always working. So he kind of had to figure out what it was like to be a man through TV and all that stuff. And that's, that's, that's where he got those really bad um, examples. And it, it got him hurt a lot of the time and he didn't want that for my son. So his way of trying to show how to be a man is not so much uh, how you put yourself in the world, like how the facade you want to create. It's how are you going to contribute in a good way? How are you going to be a leader and how, for people to flourish? Like, how are you going to be a good leave a good trail in society type of thing.